My name is Gabe with my co-hosts Ben, Wee oui, Wee, oui. Jacob, Hello, and Alex. Hello. Been a hot minute, and by a hot minute, I mean a month. A wet hot minute. Almost a month to the day. A wet hot minute. And yeah, life caught life caught up to us fast. So uh yeah, I moved across the country and everybody else started up school again. So it's been a <laughs> little bit of a mess to say the least. But we're back. And we have some catching up to do, but we have full intent to uh record things really not quickly, but record things more consistently, or at least do a bunch of them in a row to get caught up. But yeah, for this week, we are doing my pick, which is Wet Hot American Summer, which if it came out in the regular schedule we usually do, it would have fit <laughs> nicely at the end of summer. But no, we're going to do it on the first day of fall. <laughs> to, and uh, as well as Annette, which was uh, had a quick theater run and then got released onto Amazon Prime Video. Is there anything else you all want to say? apologize to the people we're so no, sorry we please forgive us forgive us please yeah they'll they'll get over it <laughs> <laughs> it's um, funny you put out like an even like an nge episode and i feel like that's so like niche <laughs> like good return yeah um the three of them recorded uh an ng little wrap-up review and all that stuff which we uploaded a few days ago so it was just a little you know a little special episode get we have those every so often we haven't done a director one in a while i'm not saying that's a director one but there's a director one coming soon i think is there right yeah we need to talk about that we haven't are we doing edgar <laughs> we haven't right? talked about that maybe yet. we haven't decided i will be there's i mean yeah three directors three of some of the biggest name directors have movies coming out in a in a month today well a month in in a week you got dennis you got wes and you got Sorry, edgar. did you say dennis the Den- Dennis. Dennis. Dennis Villeneuve. Denny. <laughs> <laughs> Denny. <laughs> I live in Yeehaw Country now. I don't know these foreign names. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until you hear me pronounce the director of Annette. Oh god. Oh, let's go. So I'll be probably watching like all of those if I can, all their filmographies though. I'm trying to mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Luckily they're luckily they're not. I mean, Wes Anderson, Scott Lake, it's got a pretty big. Yeah, but one. they're all really short, though. I guess they all do. Yeah, they're all like an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, that's true. Oh well, we'll figure it out. But we have like I think after next week's episode, which is another kind of catch-up episode from the last month of September, then we kind of roll into more recent things, and there's a lot of good stuff coming out consistently. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah. So, is there anything else you guys want to add, or you want me to throw out the question? Uh, let's do question of the week. Yeah, throw it out. All right. So, this one I didn't really think about <laughs> too much, but you kind of need two answers for it, and I already know what one of Ben's answers is going to be. But we'll let him, we'll give him the the floor anyways. What is your favorite and least favorite musical, film like musical? I don't know if Ben's going to... Because I guess you could do a stage play, yeah. but I don't want to... I don't know if Ben's going to get mad, but... Uh, my favorite <laughs> is Dear Evan Hansen, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. That's in our wrap-up episode. But I know. Is that going to be your least favorite, Jacob? Yeah, to steal yeah that it is. Me, but... I'm looking, and it, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> uh, my favorite is Lion King. 
Interesting. That wasn't what I thought you were going to say. No, okay. it's La La Land. <laughs> it's fucking, but whatever. You're bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's La La Land. Have I talked about La La Land in this podcast before? Like, is that yes. an obvious thing? We've talked about it. Not, like, in depth. We've talked about it, but, like, have we? I guess we haven't done anything with it, really. Yeah, my favorite's definitely La La Land. I don't know if I have a least favorite. I never really thought about that. All right. Come back to me Alex, on that. Just give me your favorite. I'll get Jacob's favorite, and then we'll loop around. Oh, it's Greatest Showman. It's Greatest mm. Showman. Okay. But it's the greatest show. Yeah, How can it be the worst? You're saying this is the worst showman, actually? It's my least favorite movie of all time. I forgot it was but, musical. But, Ben, it's the greatest yeah. show. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, well, I'll end my least favorite thing. So, my favorite musical is, um, like, the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, or the Mamma Mia films. It's just, in terms of just, like, pure fun factor. Um, and then my least favorite is probably Cats. Although that movie's a fucking riot, so I don't know if I say it's my least favorite, but it's definitely the worst one I've seen. All right, Jacob, we got your worst, but let's just let's reiterate that one. I don't know how Ben's gonna take to this, but favorite Inside Lewin Davis. Okay, it's a musical. Yeah, it's a musical. Uh, I count that as a musical. I don't count it, but what, you, were you talking traditional musicals? Yeah, like dance numbers. Break and all? out into song. Yeah, because I actually like I'm like looking at a list of like on my letterbox and. I, I don't know. There's like nothing here that I would even really like say that like I love or anything. Like the highest thing I have rated would be like Walk Hard. <laughs> that one's really good. It's more of a music biopic, not not a. Musical. That's what I mean. I don't have any like musicals really. Like Pop Star is a musical. That's probably my highest rated one actually. I don't like the concept of musicals. I like yeah. fucking yeah songs that like music movies are like that. But the musicals are more like just thrown in. Get out of here. You just All haven't right. seen any good musicals. Does that make sense? Besides La La Land. I mean, I've seen Grease and stuff. Like like they haven't made any. La La yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, mine. I think I have to agree. I think La La Land is my favorite musical. There are better songs I... in Popstar than La La Land. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't think going into La La Land that I'd like it. And I remember watching it and be like, yeah, it was good. And then two days later, I immediately watched it with somebody else. Because I was like, you, we have to watch this movie. And then I watched it again when I was going through it when I was at my friend's place by myself. So, yeah. That's life. Um, my least favorite? I really don't like Across the Universe for some reason. I don't know okay, why. Okay, okay. But I really don't. I don't get the... Like, I'm not on the hype train for that movie. It's fun. But I don't love it. Like, I have friends that, like, yeah. it's their favorite movie of all time. They weep every time they watch it. I'm not a big fan of jukebox musicals at all. That's fair. Jacob, what are your thoughts on Across the Universe? I've never seen it. Ben, I'm not gonna lie. I can see my rating going down on La La Land if I rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I have a lot of gripes with that movie. But None of them we'll, are we'll justified, move on to, though. To well, I don't know. I don't know no, about no, that. No, no, no. I know. Let's do, a, let's, we'll do this episode one day. No. That'd be a heated yeah, episode. We'll, we'll make... <laughs> okay. Those are the most fun. Are you guys ready just to dive in to Annette? Yep. Let's, let's go, go right, right to Annette. All right. How do you say the director's name? Leo Carrot. Right, we're going to go with that. I think go so. Let's that. go with right. that, yeah. So Annette uh, came out... Oh, came out a bit ago. August 20th. So yeah, about a month ago. 
Um, as I said before, it was it had a short theater run, at least back where we were, and then it got dropped onto Amazon Prime on the 20th for streaming. And that's how I watched it, and Ben was very adamant on us seeing it in a theater. And I would have if they didn't take it out after, like, six days. Which, I mean, yeah, I'm annoyed at because here. there isn't much coming out at the time. Around that time, there, like, Candyman was the only other new release that I can think of. At, and that they're not going to fill... I mean, I get that great, but also there was nothing else playing. Why weren't you guys going to see it? Because I was busy. Yeah, right, Alex. I, I, I know every single day you messaged me about the three fucking Eastwood movies you watched all week. <laughs> every single day. Too busy yeah. to go see Annette. I have to watch three fucking Eastwood movies. Yeah, you know it. All right. I'm just going to read this description. Um, Los Angeles today, Henry played by Adam driver is a stand-up comedian with a fierce sense of humor who falls in love with Anne played by the Marion Cotillar, Cotillar, I think, um, a world renowned opera singer under the spotlight. They form a passionate and glamorous couple with the birth of their first child, Annette, a mysterious little girl with an exceptional destiny. Their lives are turned upside down and it has the music of the, sparks brothers i believe yes is that right am i wrong on that yeah yeah am I no no you're right so there's that um you know let's go we always like to go from worst to best let's go from best to worst for people who enjoyed this so i think ben enjoyed this the most out of all of us so ben why don't you take the floor and i feel this. like i'm also the worst person right now because it's been like two months since i've seen this movie so it came out in theaters like that's a lie. You saw it in August. I think it came out. It was either the first week of August or the last week of July when it came out in theaters. Though it was three full was weeks week before the August sick. the prime release. So it's been a little while, but yeah, obviously I like musicals more than any of you. So that like that lent itself a bit to it. Regardless, I will I will go on and say I think the musical aspect of this film is probably the worst part of it. Like there's not a like I wouldn't go and play these songs and listen to them on the car or anything like that like they're not the types of songs that work outside of the film itself but there are a few specific numbers that i thought stood out and worked like super super well also not that like i would ever judge an actor for just being a part of something i don't like going out of it but like i wasn't stoked that uh big bang theory guy was in this what's his name simon yeah um I, i haven't seen him in a lot outside of Big Bang Theory, so I wasn't stoked for him in this, but I thought he fucking stole the show. He was absolutely amazing in this. And all of his, like, little solo numbers that he did, I was fucking howling the whole way through. Especially his little concerto thing that he did. I thought that was probably the highlight of the movie for me. The uh, I'm Conductor one is my favorite. And Made the whole movie. Yeah, I just thought it was a movie with a lot of powerful standout performances. I love all of the actors involved outside of him, and he was my standout, so that says a lot. I would say the opening 45 minutes, which is basically just Adam Driver's character's career juxtaposed with Marion's career, is probably like the slowest part of the movie just because it went on for so... At a certain point, I wasn't sure if it would stop. Like, I genuinely wasn't sure if it was going to be the entire movie or not. And I didn't look up anything into this movie going in. I didn't even watch a trailer. I just... All I knew was it was a musical with Adam Driver. And I said, Mary, let's go. And I'm really glad Mary liked it because, like, 
halfway through, I leaned over and I was like, I'm so fucking sorry I took you to this because I, I know how weird this is. And she's like, no, I'm liking it. I was like, yeah, I'm liking it too. So it worked out. But yeah, I just thought it like played on a lot of classic musical themes. And I don't know how spoiler territory I can get, but this is pretty early on. But baby Annette, uh, when she comes into play, is not a human baby. And it's one of the weirder in the movie that kind of makes sense later on. And when you look back on it, and it's so fucking outrageous and funny. And every time Annette was on screen, I just wanted Annette to be my child. It's a cute puppet. <laughs> I think I'm the second highest. Like, I thought the sec- the- I was the most positive about it. So I'm going to go next. I did like it. And me and Ben have talked a bit about it. And I think, like, more than anything, like, I appreciate what it's going for. But, like, I just wasn't hooked in that ride. And, like, Ben was saying, like, he had a blast with it. And that's what I feel like would have made a lot more of the movie impactful is if you weren't working against the movie and I didn't know how to process it for the beginning so I thought it was more like an art house thing and I just I feel like it would have been a better experience if you could actually like get on board with the main character uh, like Adam Driver's character because right at the beginning I was like oh this guy's insufferable and then the rest of the movie was about that guy (laughs) and you're supposed to be like kind of in his headspace for the whole movie and I just wasn't like at all I was just kind of like this guy's a dick. Like, this is kind of dragging itself out really long. I, I didn't really feel anything emotionally, and that's what really bothered me, is I thought, like, they really... I don't want to say too much, but I don't want to spoil anything, but the first 40 minutes, I thought they could have really gave more time to the couple, like, their relationship. And I think it was supposed to be a bit, like, superficial, but it was just like, oh, my God. Like, there, there's a one song, uh, I Love You So Much, I think it's what it's called. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's about? like the main... Yeah, one yeah, it's, it's like just the, the one lyric. One. Fucking insufferable. <laughs> like, I wanted to, like, I was so close to fast forwarding it, and I'd never do that in a movie. I was just like, this is just annoying. <laughs> love e- We love each other so much. That was the lyric. And I don't think really that Adam Driver's a good singer. Like, I don't know. It was just, I didn't really like any of the songs. I thought the plot was a little unpredictable, but also it was right when it landed where it was, it just felt like yeah of course i don't know it just gave me the sense of like it like i didn't know where it was going to go while i was watching it but then once it came to it i was like yeah it's kind of predictable now and i'm just feeling like a little surface level of what it's trying to talk about i do like adam driver singing we'll, we'll go better on. in marriage story yeah that seems <laughs> great yeah my main complaint is i just felt like a very cold movie and i didn't get mm-hmm. really anything out of that yeah i i think i might be the Next, yeah, one? you're next. I don't yeah, know about Alex. Okay, I don't know what your All rating right. is for this. Okay. Yeah, you're I, the one that didn't post a rating. Oh yeah, right. I I ranked it in my list. I just didn't post the rating. So, but um, yeah, I kind of feel the same way as Jacob did. I felt kind of just cold and nothing to this movie. I don't know. I just really didn't do anything. I just kind of watched it, and it just kind of happened in front of my eyes, and then it ended, and I was like. Did I just watch? But I feel like that's what also made it a little bit more intriguing was because I didn't know what the fuck was going on and it was just happening. Um, there were things in here that were really cool. There was the scene where they, between Adam Driver and Marion, whatever her last name is, um, on the boat when they did that. And like I thought the set design for that was really cool. There is a lot of s- stuff like that I enjoyed. I thought that the scenes of Adam Driver doing his stand-up just carried on way too long. 
Yeah. Like, I kind of, after a while, I kind of got the point, especially the first one and your first intro to him. And I think someone might have said, or maybe Alex might have said it before we started, but I was like, is this, or no, maybe message the group chat when he was watching it. And then was like, is this the entire movie? And I genuinely thought that was going to be the entire movie. It was just him on stage doing this <laughs> bit. And I was like, this can't be the entire movie. And I doubted myself for a minute, but yeah, I don't know. I just, just go on for a while. I didn't really feel much to it. That was that was the whole thing. I just didn't feel much. There's a, there's enough, technically speaking, to take away from it. But there's, I feel like certain types of people will get really into it. But generally speaking, it's it's kind of like not a difficult watch, but a little bit more difficult to like kind of immerse yourself into and just kind of go with it. But then again, Ben was very set on see this in theaters if you can. And I didn't. So I don't know. Maybe I would have enjoyed it a slight bit more if I saw it in theaters and just had that great sound and giant screen. Don't worry. I pretty much discredited yeah. all your opinions on it because you didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our opinions don't matter technically for this uh, for this movie. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I am not traditionally a fan of musicals. And going into it, I'm like, okay, two and a half hours musical not the most you know encouraging uh film to get myself into but i'm like you know okay i think i can stomach this and about 10 minutes in i i clicked in i'm like wait a second is this a sung through musical and that's when the dread really really settled in for me because yeah i think i could have stomached traditional musical but not sung through and this whole movie is just non-stop singing and it doesn't help that Every song except for the first one was really bad. Um, I'm not familiar with the Sparks Brothers music, so I don't know if this is sort of their, you know, like this is their style, but it definitely wasn't for me. I think the film has really great performances. I think on a visual level, uh, the production design, the use of colors, the sort of like transparent shots that they would sort of layer on top of each other, like everything visual, I thought the movie was fantastic. And I think there's a lot of very interesting ideas going on throughout it. But like Jacob and Gabe, I just could not get myself into the material at all. Uh, and so I was just mostly bored out of my mind. Having said all that, though, it is very much a movie that I understand the appeal. And I can totally see why people would love this thing if you can get on its wavelength. Uh, but it definitely just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really what it is. Like, I think like technically like it's just like amazing it looked pretty great and that that's why i really wanted to see it in a theater after ben said that but uh yeah it's just uh like we you kind of made it like an offhand comment the other day alex just saying like it'd be nice or like none of the jokes that he makes are even like funny and i'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, because adam driver plays like a, a bo burnham style comedian and he has like his initial show, which is supposed to like slay the audience and it's like not funny. And then later on he has the show where he's not funny and the audience turns on him and it's the exact same. It just would have been nicer to like, to be like that audience in that scene, you know what I mean? Or something like, it just always feels like you're supposed to be on, I don't know, like almost on his side. Cause you're supposed to be in his mindset a little bit. I don't want to say like why without diving into spoilers too much, but it would have been nice to yeah. like, I think you would have at least got some more respect for him as a comedian. Like, it just starts off and you're like, oh, okay, so this guy's like an asshole. 
and like that was just it's it. A pretentious like, douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't be like you see his snapping point because you already started off and it's like that. And I feel like the point of it's supposed to be like, oh, like these people are just like eating out of his hand kind of thing. But it's like, it's so extreme that like it's both comedic and like kind of like making fun of the audience. Like it's a little like condescending, but it's also just like, I don't know, like everything's taken to such an extreme that it's just like, it's so far from reality. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's been a while too since I've seen it. I viewed that stuff a little more on an expressionistic level. Um, Cause obviously like I know like with musicals, um, like when characters are singing, they're basically like singing out like their, like their deepest thoughts and stuff. Like the type of things you wouldn't normally say through dialogue. Yeah. And that's, I guess, one of the interesting things about a musical. Um, and since this whole thing is sung through, and even when he's doing his show, I think that's what they're getting at. Where it's like it's not a literal representation of what his show would be, but it's him just talking to, you know, the viewer as to like his mindset as he's going through something like this. Yeah. And sort of like his intentions on that level. Yeah, so like I can kind of excuse crazy. it, uh, but I wish it was maybe not so far to one side if they kind of balance it a little better. Yeah, I just think if it was funny and actually worked, you'd kind of just be immediately on board instead of just this like grueling 12 minutes of like, when are we going to get past this? Like, this just isn't funny. This guy's just annoying. <laughs> like, you know, I, I agree you know? that it's probably like the worst part of the film overall as well. I remember like a couple minutes in, I was just the idea of seeing him as that type of character. I was like, oh, man, that's kind of a fun idea to throw in, like, a stand-up act near the start of a movie and, like, just make it enjoyable. And, like, it doesn't have to, like, you can have so much time to work on it and script it. Whereas, like, when you're actually doing a stand-up performance live, a lot of it, you kind of need to, like, work with the audience specifically and, like, play off of them. This can just be, like, great stand-up comedy on film. And then it just was not that at all. I think what part of me, too, like, what bothered me is, we're talking about, like the first forty minutes, and you said you missed originally Ben like the the first like five yeah we minutes just missed whatever, the first right? few minutes because like, you that first song like I like it but it's also like has nothing to do with like the rest of the movie and like it feels like there's so many false starts in the movie that like it just took so long to get going that's you know? fair yeah that bothered even me even when lot, I re- so. when I went back and watched the beginning on Prime I was like what the, I what the fuck did I miss like that was nothing that has nothing to do with the movie. I, I think I'm fine with that because I don't think everything needs to necessarily be plot specific. And I guess if you're looking at it as like a pseudo opera, it's just sort of like setting the stage per se, getting your mindset into things. But like, I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of one of the things where I'm like, okay, like, when are we going to go on? Let's move on. Let's move on. And I also don't like how that song kind of like acts like we're going to do things differently in this song. It's like, or in this musical, we're going to do things out in the streets. And it's like, oh my God, let's just fucking go. Like. <laughs> let's just start the goddamn movie i don't care like <laughs> i think one of us mentioned it i think it was you ben uh that adam driver isn't the best singer um and i do agree i i will say though even though he's not a very good singer at all i think he commits to the performance so well that you know i can kind of buy it um but between him and marion uh Cotillard, i think sh- her style of singing which is a lot more operatic fits a lot better and I think the movie for me would have been a lot uh, more engaging if she was the main character and she had more songs to sing throughout the film. I have another note that I meant to write about uh, him singing where the first song where they sing together, like we love each other so much, it seemed like his vocal range was like just completely off. Like it wasn't matching hers at all. And like, I almost feel like that's a point though. Cause by the end of the song, like the movie, there's another song where they do together. He's just in a higher like octave. And I was like, oh, okay, now they sound good. And I'm like, is that the point? Like, were, was he purposely singing like shit? Was that the whole thing? 
but maybe just maybe just got better as they kept filming. <laughs> yeah, that could have been any either too. You know. All right, let's. let's I do like the idea though that like this movie now, because I agree with a lot of the musical negatives, but uh, I think one of my bigger takeaways in general is just the cinematography and the set pieces. And I liked how a lot of the scenes almost presented themselves as if it was like a very grand musical on a stage. And like specifically, I loved everything on like the the yacht when they're on vacation. And that entire like sequence out on the uh, bow of the yacht, and then what the culmination of it all when he kind of winds up washed ashore on that like meteorite looking rock, and just kind of is out on the beach with the net. That's probably outside of Helberg's conductor scene. That's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, that part was gorgeous. And yeah. yeah, in terms of it being like a grand musical, I think like they were definitely going for like almost like a pseudo opera in terms of its structure and how the thing, how the movie was playing out. Yeah, yeah, big tragedy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Although I discovered, I think I like operas more when I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, I had the subtitles on too, and some like I'm shitting on it again. We're talking about the music again. But so many like <laughs> Sorry. The, so many of the lyrics I mean, the whole are movie just like sung through. Right? Yeah, right. It's hard. <laughs> So many of the lyrics, though, are just people describing what they're doing, and I'm just like, ugh, that's annoying. <laughs> I don't know, I just got so annoyed with it. <laughs> like, uh, the one part where they're like, we're going around the world, or uh, the birthing scene where they're just, like, singing about birthing the baby. I was just like, ugh. Oh, yeah, breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. And I mentioned this the other day, that the, there's some songs, too, where I'm like, I just don't feel like this should have even been a song. Like, there could have been breaks without music. It would have been better, like... The Six Women Accusation song was a big one. Where I was like, this just feels like a little inappropriate. Like, I don't know. Just didn't feel like such a heavy, like, subject matter. And it just felt so, like, goofy. And I don't know. Kind of rubbed me a little bit wrong. It just threw me off more than anything. I wasn't offended. I was just like, the fuck was that? And then it just, like... No, I wasn't offended. But it was just like, ugh, that was just a shitty way of doing it. Like, you could have handled that much more, like, impactful and not make it seem like kind of a joke. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm more with Alex where, like, I, it was weird that it just kind of never came back into play specifically. Like, I guess ideas of it did, but it, it almost felt like, because I guess it was just in her head. And that was just, like, I don't know if she was afraid of, like, the truth coming out about him and she knows something about him. Or she's just, like, starting to get Think worried too. about who, the kind of person she thinks he actually is. Yeah, like, we don't know if that. I think I think it can be read either way, yeah. I think regardless, it's sort of a, a an insecurity and um, breaking down of trust between the two. Yeah, but like another thing is like you don't emotional level. I didn't really think there was enough like in the beginning of that relationship to even like lead to that moment. It just seemed like it kind of happened. Is that just me? Like I don't know. Seemed like okay. Can, can we go into can we yeah. go into spoilers? I feel like we can't talk about this movie now without talking about spoilers. Okay. Yeah. So for me, the movie lost or I lost a lot of interest once Marion Cotillard died. Number one, because she's the best singer, but also because I just thought her character was more interesting. And so I wish there was more of the movie building up that relationship from its sort of peak to its sort of crumbling down to her death. Like it felt like it was only about 45 minutes to an hour, I think. So not even half the film. When and she yeah, died? I wish they, they had a lot more time spent. Yeah. I don't no, think it's, it's more than halfway. Through, it's like it's close just, it's to just over half. But even like the disintegration okay. of like that relationship, I was like, where like. Where is it coming from? Like, yeah, it like just I think seems it's like... definitely a commentary on show. Yeah, I think all the, stuff, the little but, mini uh... 
like news things about them just the pressure of being like a celebrity couple too was a big part of it it just felt like such a like extreme like every, this movie's just all in extremes you know what i mean like i just wish it kind of either took more time or just found different ways to kind of like build those things up because that was a big one too where like once she dies it's like oh okay like fuck like the one yeah, like, the one interesting character is now gone, and also I feel like she wasn't, like, even, like, properly developed. Like, she's just kind of there. I mean, everyone in the movie is just there to be, like, you know, an object for, uh, what's his, even his name? Henry? Yeah. Like, Henry, everyone's yeah. kind of just, like, not a, yeah, like, an object for him, just kind of, like, in his way or whatever. And it's like, ah, uh, I get, like, that she's just supposed to be a tool for him, but I would have liked to see a bit more. Maybe her break out of that. Like, I partly agree with all of that, but also I think the movie picks up way more in her death scene and afterward. Like that's when Simon Helberg's character kind of comes into play, and like all the stuff with Baby Annette rising to fame is some of the most like fun and ridiculous shit in this movie. I don't know how you guys didn't have a blast with Baby Annette touring the world, but oh, I I, I liked the Baby Annette stuff. I just didn't care about the rest. But the rest is all. I feel like the whole second half of the and movie is just Baby Annette. Yeah, but I feel like it's also Adam Driver's character going even more. And then Simon Helberg, I honestly wasn't a big fan of in the film. Uh, outside of the conductor scene, it just kind of got on my nerves after a while. Like, all their scenes just started to play out very similarly. What I thought, too, was, like, we were talking about, like, the, the baby in that uh, puppet or whatever. Like, I just thought, like, like, yeah, it was kind of fun, but I just felt like it was also so obvious with what it was trying to say that I was just, like, I couldn't get on board because I was just so, like, transparent to me that the movie was trying to, like, criticize it. That, like, by the time there's that reveal or whatever where she turns to the human, it's supposed to be, like, really impactful. And I was like, this is so fucking obvious. Like, like where else was this going to go? Like, it just, that was one thing to me where... It, it's definitely overt, but I actually, you know, I think it, I think it worked fine. I think some, some metaphors can be a little more, you know, blunt. Yeah, that one just didn't work for me impact. personally because I was just like, I don't know. Like, it's just so hard to rationalize, like, where Baby Annette's fitting, like, in the world because it's all so, like, extreme, like... It's hard to, to picture yeah, like, they, a human in that, you know? When they, when they fly in the puppet on the drones, it's pretty <laughs> funny, though. Yeah. Like, stuff like that, where I'm like, is it just a baby? Like, it just kind of... It's so extreme, like, in everything, that I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not I, I think it was definitely it. obvious why they... Like, the metaphor of her being a puppet, but I still think it pays off. I, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't expect them to do the switch. I just thought that was... I also just don't think... It, I think it's also kind of inconsistent, like... Like, everyone views her as a puppet, you see her on screen as a puppet, but also, like, the mom does for some reason. Like, I never got the impression that the mom was seeing her child as, like, an object for her own, yeah, like, fame. Yeah, you were saying that and, to like, me earlier, too, though, but, like, way. it doesn't need to be that. I feel like if it just, like, switched where every time Adam Driver saw her, she was a puppet, and then if she's with the mom, she wasn't, that would be, like, that, that'd be fine if they did it that way, but that would be kind of beating you over the head with, like, oh, why is there a switch? Why are they switching it? Like, otherwise, there's no yeah, need the to same think time, about it, it whatsoever. Or this way, like, I think... Yeah, but at the same time, when it tries doing, like, the reveal, it still comes off as, like, this is still so obvious. I don't know, and, like, like... It really wants to be impactful, but... I've seen a lot of stuff online like, where people just, didn't even, like, get that. Like, comments saying, like, oh, I didn't even realize that until the end of the movie, and or, like, that they didn't put it together at all. You go to the, the page for Annette on Wikipedia, and it says themes, and it says... This person from Collider observed that the movie's use of a puppet, and that's just like the only thing about it. It's just yeah, I saw it, that too. Like, yeah, it's like okay, you use them as an object the to be manipulated. Biggest fucking like thing of the movie. I'm so glad you were able to observe. Yeah, I've seen that. people like be like, "Oh my god, that's crazy," and it's like, 
I just felt like the minute I saw that, I was just like, okay, that's what's going on here. Like, he was just so transparent to me that I wish he would have been, like, more... I wish I could have been on be his side. So by the... I just feel like what like you're saying... more subtle. Yeah, subtle is what I meant. Like, you were saying that you had so much fun with it. And I would just feel like if I was on... Like, if I was having that fun and that ending came, then I would be like, oh my god, like... I've been fucking just having a blast the whole time when this is actually, like, mm -hmm. terrible. When, like, right away I was like... Oh, okay, so he's just manipulating everyone. Well, no, I knew and, that. And that was still my using, reaction like, with it. I was just having fun with that. No, yeah, yeah. But it's just, I found it hard to have fun because I'm like, this guy's a dick. Like, he's not, you know, he's just a shitty character. This is an obvious metaphor. Like, it was all just so blunt and, I don't know, extreme, like I was saying. Just imagining Ben in the theater when it turns into a real kid just yelling at the screen, like, no, no, bring the puppet back, bring the puppet back. It's too fun. <laughs> yeah, the movie was over by then anyway. <laughs> if it was half an hour without a net as a puppet, I'd be pissed. I don't know. Yeah, I just think this movie would have been better if there was a bit more subtlety, maybe a bit less songs, so they could have, like, you know, approached different ideas without just being, like, without just saying them and not just, like, presenting them, which would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't think sung through musicals. Being able to infer a little bit would have been nice. Forever you know? a good idea. Like, it's an interesting, like, concept, but the only one I ever think, like, the only one on the top of my head I could think that it works for is Les Mis. But even then, it's like, I still think that that movie would be better otherwise. And I feel like it's one of those things where you can't have a conversation about that with musical fans because, like, they'll just, they're so hardcore in love with Les Mis. The idea that something could make it better is, like, blasphemy. So, like, everyone I know loves Les Mis. If I ever say, like, I, it's really good, I like it a lot, but I kind of wish it wasn't full sung through, they're like, that's what's so great about it. That's what, it's like, it, there's so many scenes that could just be dialogue. Sung through is definitely an acquired taste. Like, it's, it, 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 Actually, it works in cats. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I was gonna say though. I did. That's think... the only time. That's the only time it works. The last act is like, like it's still good and everything. Cause like I, I did give this a positive rating. I didn't hate it or anything. I do think like it knows what it wants to say. I just wish it said it in like a more subtle way. And like it's not like the subtlety is always so bad. Like some people are gonna like love it just for, you know, how extreme this movie is and stuff like that. But it's just one where I'm like, I wish maybe there was a bit more reserved and like pulled back some things, explored some things more, you know. It was just a, a mixed bag, for sure. I think for me, I, I, I really loved, as I say, yeah, like the production design, the set pieces, all that stuff was really great. And I like the general broad strokes of the story and what the movie's trying to do. I love, like, the extreme style of it. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's sung through musical. I just, sorry, I just can't do it. It's just too much. I think if it was a traditional musical, I, I honestly probably would have liked it a lot more. Um, and even if the songs were a little better, obviously, as well. But uh, having the whole thing being sung is just that. I think that was ultimately the breaking point for me. That's like just the big, the big thing I couldn't uh, get over. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to add? No, I'm okay. I'm good, I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add. It pretty much summed up in what you guys said. I'm not really a whole, like, I'm very indifferent on the singing throughout, not singing throughout type thing. It's just the song has got to be good. That's the thing. They got to reel me in. And there were some songs in here that completely disconnected me from it entirely. And yeah. But uh, I guess I'll go and give it a rating. I gave it a six. I gave it a six. Because there was enough in here that I was like, that was super weird. But there were things that were done really well. But then there were just like just my overall feeling while watching it and after it ended how I felt that that's really what dragged it all down entirely. 
yeah, I also gave it a six. Where it's like I I liked it and I appreciated a lot of what it was doing, but at the same time, like it wasn't working for me in the moment, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, like we were saying, like technically, like I think like cinematography is great. The colors are amazing. You know, the sets are fun. There's a lot of fun set pieces and stuff like that. But it just felt a little messy to me, and I didn't really click with it emotionally. I was really wanting to, but still a good movie. Six out of ten. Yeah, I'm the lowest. I, I give it a four out of ten. But I do want to stress that I don't think it's a bad film. It's just very much not for me, and I was very bored for much of the runtime. Yeah, I originally had it at a nine, but I did move it down to an eight. I do have enough issues with it that I'm like, I probably don't want to stand by it that strongly, but I still think it's great. Highly recommend. All around good time. I feel like I hear the spirit broken in Ben's voice. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, yeah, well, fuck it. (laughs) Alex, you weren't here in the early days of the podcast, but we had this idea that we just never did where. We would do a hot seat episode where we would just pick a movie and have somebody try to defend it while the others just completely ripped it apart. But we never did that. That would be a fun segment. It sounds so <laughs> awful. <laughs> like the worst time. <laughs> but yeah, we never we never really did that. I guess you we technically could with like picking a movie. I feel like Alex and I did that to Jacob to with uh three point Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that movie still sucks. <laughs> oh no! All right. There's a uh, when we do scream. I'm like curious, like, because a lot oh, of yeah. like people hate like three and four, and I was like, oh, those are actually like my favorite ones. <laughs> so I'm like hoping. I, I've only seen the first one. It was like ten years ago, but I wasn't a big fan. But I was also kind of a dumb kid. So. I didn't like. I don't really like the first one either, but I really like three and four. So. Oh my I'm like I'm right. hoping that you guys are on the same wavelength, and I'm not just like shutting into the void. But I like them all, so I think you guys will like it. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen three and four, but no, they're all a good time. All right, and so okay. All right, let's now. dive into my pick of the week. So this movie came out 2001 comedy, Wet Hot American Summer. I think Alex. Or maybe it was Ben, or maybe it was Jacob, or maybe it was all of you. My first intro to this was actually just the Netflix show. First yeah, I watched camp. that one first too. It really on a whim, but I heard about this movie. Yeah, I heard like this is way back when it came out initially, and I knew about this movie, but I never watched it. And then I watched that Netflix show, and I went back and watched the movie, and well, we'll talk about it. But um, so I Hot American Summer came out in two thousand one. It is directed by David Wayne, and it follows. Uh, set on the last day of camp in the hot summer of 1981, wet hot American summer falls. A group of counselors who are trying to complete their complete their unfinished business before the day ends. The entire summer of pent up sexual frustrations, unresolved post traumatic stress, pending separa- separations, and of course the talent show all weigh heavily on the minds and groins of counselors and campers alike. It's got a pretty stacked cast of young, young, younger stars. Uh, up and comers. Up and comers. Um, so, you know, like Elizabeth Banks was in there. Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, Ken Marino, jo- Jolo Truglio. Is that yeah. who says it? Truglio? Uh, Molly Paul Rudd. Shan- Paul Rudd, Molly Shannon, 
Zach Orth, Margaret Morrow, Michael Showalter, David Hyde Pierce, and Janine Garofalo. I just named off the cast for you. But yeah, this was my pick. I guess I will kick it off. I know how cheesy this movie is. I know how ridiculous it is. And I love every ounce of this movie. I don't know why. I That's why it's good. It. <laughs> what? That's why it's good. It's so silly. <laughs> exactly. It's just literally so silly. And that's why. Like, I have never... I've watched this movie so many times, and I always put immediately into a good mood because it's just so ridiculous and offbeat at times and just really random. But, yeah, I, that's my quick little summary for it. But what are your guys' initial thoughts? or opinions on what hot American summer. Yeah, so like you, I actually got discovered to the movie through the Netflix show. Um, however, I never actually watched the Netflix show. I just remember when it was coming out, and I'm like, I've never heard of the original film. And I see this cast of like, you know, like it's just like this massively stacked cast of like comedy uh, stars. And so then I watched the movie, uh, you know, to prep myself for the show, and I just never watched it. I still <laughs> haven't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably will have to soon now now that I've rewatched the movie again but yeah no, I'm with Gabe uh, Wet Hot American Summer is a fucking riot uh, just totally just insane surreal just like you know goofy comedy uh, it's a little hit or miss in some uh, some of the scenes but it's always just constantly like cranked to 11 and just throwing like everything in the kitchen sink into like every comedy scene uh, that mm -hmm. it's sure to make you laugh uh, at least a few times but yeah no it's just it's just so funny <laughs> uh, I like I appreciate all the reasons you guys love love this movie and I still think it's like a really solid like very original comedy but there's just a lot of times in this film where like certain jokes either won't land at all for me or like i almost feel like i have to convince myself it's funny where the execution of some of the jokes work but i i think like the writing of it or the concept around the joke is extremely funny and i don't know if it's just like some of the actors were early in their careers and weren't able to execute like that level of comedy or i think a lot of the time people honestly just don't understand why a joke is funny and if you don't understand why a joke is funny you can't perform that joke and I feel like there are just a few moments in this movie where it, I think it was that case where like the actors maybe didn't understand they, they went one way with the joke when I feel like the intention was a different way entirely and it just didn't end up working. So there's a lot of humor here and there that just doesn't really work for me. But I think it's like over the top zaniness definitely wins it over. Yeah, I'm the same where I think we're both saying like it has that kind of like early 2000s like occasional like crude sex humor. Where, like, a lot of it just didn't really work for me. And I saw people saying, like, this is kind of like a spoof of those movies. And to an extent, yeah, but a lot of it is just playing into those that same, like, kind of humor. And it's none of that, really. Like, most of that didn't really land for me. But, like, the silly stuff, just, like, it's so hard not to just, like, die die that kind of stuff. Like, there's one joke um, where someone's like, meet me over here in ten seconds. And then he just walks over. And there's just, like, a group of people, like, surrounding the scientists. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so stupid but like stuff like that all the time and like that's what i love there's a lot of like good visual humor you know what i mean like that shot's just like the camera pans over and now there's suddenly all these people a lot of it's really visually funny it's very unpredictable yeah also i just read paul rudd said that uh he's not sure if he got paid for the movie <laughs> <laughs> but he came he back so scene. he obviously doesn't care you know <laughs>
that scene that scene where he just fucking throws the plate of food across the floor that's my favorite part uh janine garofalo's like okay you gotta pick it up and he's like Ugh, and he just like dragging his body <laughs> around yeah yeah just dragging it to get everything it just keeps going and going and going yeah he's so funny yeah. <laughs> it's crazy he's too he doesn't look a day older than he did i i feel like one of the things i like the most about this movie were there's like a lot of the jokes were set up in a certain way and then the subversion was just like super ultra positive and i really liked how yeah. stupidly positive like like i love the idea of like the two friends of uh Bradley Cooper's character is that the one yeah. you're gonna say? Where they it sets it up and you're like, oh yeah, no, like it's super, gonna go super homophobic. homophobic. They're gonna like prank him and make fun of him for it, and then they're just like so behind him and love it. Like that's so much. Like it's it's literally just <laughs> a positive message, but the subversion makes it so fucking funny. Yeah, and they buy him like furniture and. Stuff. And I even like uh <laughs> just the storyline between, um, like the the camp, like the camp leader or whatever her name is. The scientist, yeah, and then yeah. Oh, Molly, Molly Shannon. Oh, uh, N- yeah, Niles, Niles his character, like this Molly Shannon, Gail, or whatever. Not Molly Shannon. He's the no, he's no, the no, best no. character. Um, it's um, Janine yeah. Garofalo. Yeah, her and wait, is she the one with the ex-husband? With the what? No, no, Molly Molly Shannon's the one with the with the ex-husband, and like, yeah, she's yeah, talking to like the little kids at the art camp, and they're like <laughs> coaching her through it. Sorry, that's that's just what you were talking about. No, there. sorry, the Keep like Niles, the the scientist and the leader of the camp, like they're romance i think was like oh, super, okay, like yeah, silly yeah. and over positive and like the idea that neither of them think the other one notices them and like likes each other and they're just trying to desperately like delve into the i, I think it's really really silly that like it starts off with the, the cliche one where you know she's like i have to throw myself into all these textbooks and like impress him and then he's like I just, I don't know why I didn't expect it, but just the, the joke about, like, oh, I have to figure out, like, what does a camp counselor do? Like, it's like, how the fuck do you throw <laughs> yourself into the world of camp counseling? Like, it makes so much sense on the one end, and then it's just so ridiculous on the other. But yeah, that one, too, with Molly Shannon. Didn't they both find a book? <laughs> Wasn't that it? Sorry? <laughs> they, didn't they both just find a book on the subject, and they yeah. just, like, read it? Yeah, they go to the library. <laughs> I don't know why there's yeah. fucking how to be a camp counselor book, but... Yeah, the Molly Shannon one so is, like the only one that's really disappointing to me because I feel like the I, the general idea of just like the teacher breaking down about her divorce and all these super young kids giving her like very practical, very positive advice to be you? her own person <laughs> is really funny. And then it mm-hmm. it's not funny at all when she ends up like with the kid. Oh no, that no, was it's funny. so weird and like I don't know. Yeah, so exactly. unnecessary. <laughs> so gross. It's like this it kind of kills the joke for me. There's that one, and then I thought it was funny, like when they were like Paul Rudd just throws the kids out of the car. But there's like one scene where they show a kid <laughs> drowning, and I was like, "This one's like I'm not like offended or anything, but I'm like, eh, this isn't that funny. This is just kind of like, eh." I feel like up. all of the Paul Rudd like <laughs> maybe one too far ditching or killing the kids jokes just kind of like <laughs> are very awkwardly done, where it's not like made because they don't ever go back to it or even really show the drowning fully. So it's kind of just like. Yeah. Like, I remember Mary being like, did that kid die? And I was like, yeah, he drowned. And she's like, what? Yeah, it's not even like that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not like I'm offended by it. Like, it's not like, oh, that's not, you can't joke about that. It's not funny. But just the way they show it is just so like. Yeah, it's almost like. This isn't that funny. <laughs> like, it's just so like, like straight. They were nervous yeah. about it and they wanted to like brush it under the rug. But like, if you're going to do a joke about a kid drowning on the, their water, you got yeah, to commit to it. Commit yeah. Because you just see a kid just going under the water and you're like, Wait, what? Is he fucking dead now? Like, what? <laughs> I think my favorite... 
scene. I got a few favorite scenes, but there's, as it seems like every time I watch this, I always end up laughing at one part and then I'll miss a line that comes right after it and I'll notice it the next time around. But the even the line when they're sitting, they're all sitting on the, in front of one of the cabins, they're like, oh, in like 10 years, we should all come back to this point in me. And they're like, what time? They're like, oh, 9.30. And then they're like, like they're like, oh, we can come later, like 11. He's like, no, I got something at 11. And they're like, it's like 10 <laughs> years away. He's like, no, I have something then. I know I do. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And then um, the scene with uh, Victor and Neil, or like Ken Marino and Jolo Truglio, uh, when, when he's running down the road and he's on a motorcycle. And then I can't remember what gets in the middle of the road, but he just yeah. stops. And just shakes his head. Even I was gonna say, even the switching of the body doubles so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's the one when he comes oh, back man. to the camp and it's like he like parks the like motorcycle and you can still see the guy and then it just cuts back to him like it's just so funny. That's a great scene. I also love <laughs> so like obvious. them racing back to save the kids that are just like permanently going down the falls. They haven't like moved at all. <laughs> Any scene with Gene just kills me too. He's the, great. The He's so fucking good. Yeah. He, I think my favorite scene is Joe Latrugio, like him and what's the other girl's name, but like them running through and just screaming and just like knocking shit over. Oh yeah, him and Beth. Yeah, that was it. Where's the phone? Where's the phone? It's in the office and screaming. Don't even get the phone. Just fucking knock everything over. I feel like I don't know if I even love it in this movie, but knowing how they handle it in the show. H. John Benjamin as the can of vegetables just fucking kills me. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the best addition to the show where, like, that, that's one of those. Doesn't make any yeah, sense. It's so good. Like, how do you, like, why did they have to explain that in any way? Oh, like, you mean, like, the miniseries? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Or the, pre- the prequel? Yeah. Like, why did they have even, like, yeah, continue all yet, with it? Alex? I haven't okay. seen any of it now. I think I like it more than the movie, too. Yeah, I do, too. Doesn't the entire explanation happen in the first episode? And there's like nine episodes. Yeah, I don't want to say anything because Alex hasn't seen it. I swear it. it. We won't. I guess he'll see it right away. So like the one thing you can say is like H. John Benjamin is in the show. And it's so ridiculous. Yeah. So we'll see the origin story of the can. Exactly. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Okay, it gives me more incentive to watch Having just finished both Archer and Bob's Burgers in the last like month. Obviously, hearing his voice out of a can of vegetables is just great. I'm trying to think who else is in the show. Jason Schwartzman. John Hamm is in it. Yeah. And he's so good. Yeah. And uh, isn't Chris Pine in it? He, I think he's just, yeah. is he yeah. in the, the prequel one or is he just in the summer or the, the 10 years later one? He's in, he's in first day. He's in first yeah, Michael Sarah's in the prequel one as well. Do you guys know that they, like a they lot of recast people. Bradley Cooper in 10 years later? I haven't seen 10 years later. Yeah. I've only seen the first episode because I, yeah. I knew about that, yeah. Because it's supposed to be... Because he, like, the whole thing is he hangs out with Amy Poehler the whole time. So it's like a little Parks and Rec reunion. Yeah, it's just Ben from Parks and Rec instead. It's really funny, too, because nice. the whole... I'm going to spoil the joke from the first... Or from 10 years later. The whole time, too, people are just saying, like, you look so much better than you did before. Like, wow. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, it's just, you know, Adam Scott. <laughs> They're like, you look really good. And they're like, what happened? <laughs> and, the, and the type of humor of Wet Hot American Summer, you can definitely get away with like recasting someone without like even like having to justify it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that this was Bradley Cooper's first film role. Yeah, imagine like first day of shooting, they just throw him into a fucking outhouse and tell him to have hot, sweaty, gay sex. 
I think I watched a video <laughs> about that where he was actually saying like it was his first role and like like part of it's a joke but it's also like really serious like that scene is like played out pretty seriously and it was like it was like a big challenge for this like you know young dude to like commit to that but yeah he he did it he's great I always forget like because I feel like now we just see him in a lot of like dramas and, like he did do uh the hangover but like I don't really see him do comedies you know a lot I mean, I feel like he started with comedy and then he shifted to drama. Yeah, so it's like, always cool seeing him come back. More, yeah, I love Bradley Cooper though. I it think he's cool great. Cool seeing he has that in him. Yeah, he's funny. Is there anything else you guys want to add about Wet Hot American Summer? I, I, I will I say two covers. two other nitpicks. I really am just not a big fan of the the main love interest. I I like oh, the joke Coop at the ending uh... where she like comes over and is like, "I'm just gonna stay with." Paul Red because he's really hot and you're kind of weird yeah, looking. He's, hey, he's good looking. <laughs> <laughs> like I like that idea, but yeah, she's kind of unbearable throughout though. Not unbearable, but she's kind of just annoying throughout. So I don't really care. I think just a lot of times dedicated to it. I'm kind of like, I want to go into something else. You know, whenever I see that part, I, it might just be me, and I don't know if it's like I don't think it is, but I don't know if it's just because like I don't do drugs and some of my friends do, but I never find the scene where everyone just gets high funny. Like I never. I feel like even 21 Jump Street, everyone thinks the scene where they're tripping on acid is so funny. And I'm like, I never find scenes, like 90% of the time, I think it's just kind of like, yeah, you could just go do this if you thought it was this funny. Like, it's not, I never find it that funny. Uh, I agree with you, however, in this case, they take it so far where they're like in like a, a drug, like crack house. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like so fucked up that it becomes funny. And then they come back and they're like, well, that was a good hour. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say the line too is saying like that was a crazy hour like that. That's so funny. <laughs> like even I don't, I'm not big on that whole part, but that's such a funny line. <laughs> also, I didn't know like like I know Michael Showalter is like a director and everything, but he directed Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah, and he did The Big Sick as well, which was pretty good. Oh damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's done well for himself. Everyone's done pretty well for himself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, let's give this one a rating. I'd say I'll go first. I give this one that's a nine out of ten. The only one is just because yeah, there are jokes in here that really don't hit and they completely miss. But I mean, still nine out of ten. Still one of my favorite comedies of all time, and I can rewatch this so many times and just have a blast. It's a it's a strong eight out of ten for me. I'm a little bit lower. I have it like a seven out of ten, but yeah, I still you know this thing is a great time and. It's a, it's a movie that I feel like I could probably come back to, like, you know, once a year or something. I'd still just enjoy it as much. Yeah, I'm the same. Strong seven. All right. So that was a a nice little light episode, but our reviews of Annette and Wet Hot American Summer. Next episode, we will be reviewing our final catch-up of September with Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Malignant, and... Red Rock West. I'm going to get so tongue-tied when we do that episode. But, uh, yeah, so that should be coming out not too long. And aside from that, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at UTGLpod. You can follow us on our letterbox, which are always in the description. And we'll see you next time. Not a month from now, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Say bye. I'm going to kick out Craig. I'm going to kick out Craig. Bye. 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 bye.